You know what, Sam? What? Deadline day is looming. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We hope you have had a good week. Sam, Kane's have had an iffy week, I think is fair to say, with uh, how they played last week. So what we're going to do is that we are going to start with the games first instead of the NHL news because we know later this week, Friday, is the trade deadline day. So I wanted us to focus a little bit more on that, obviously, than the games. We will cover the games, but that's where we'll start first is the games. So that's the structure for our episode for this week. And the first game we'll get to, I would say, was their best game of the week was St. Louis against Carolina. I thought that was a really good game and a, and a score showed. Yeah. They won 4 to 1 during that game. It was a good game and it was right off the back of the outdoor game, so you know you were wondering are they going to come out a little flat because they gave it their all at the outdoor game. They wanted to win that, but they came in ready to go, ready to rock and roll, and and they did. And and what was the best part about this game was you had Andrei Svechnikov finally scoring a goal in the year 2023. Thank God, finally happened, and I'm a firm believer that's all it took. I don't think we're going to go a lot of games without him scoring goals down the stretch. Yes, let's let's definitely hope as he scores the first goal from a great, I think, backhand pass to Jarvis, and that was on the rush, yeah. too. And to me, that line, it's been hot. Yeah. Now, they didn't play well, I think, against the Ducks through the last probably 40 minutes of that game. But they played, that line's been playing very well. It seems um, both Fetch and Jarvis have been rejuvenated being put on that line definitely for sure i mean it works well svechnikov's been playing very well i mean even before he scored a goal he was getting assists so he's getting points jarvis has been really hot lately um i think that contributed to us not getting timo meyer which we will talk about later in great detail yeah um because they probably don't want to move a player that's playing so good, and I, I understand that. Um, so, team, you know, Seth Jarvis has played very, very well. Ajo's been playing very, very well. Burns has played well. Slavin's been playing well. So your top five, right, your starting five, I would probably argue, is your – they've played so well, so well recently, and that's great. Um, Freddie's been doing good. Ronta's been very good. The, Ronta's maybe the numbers don't show, like the the statistical numbers don't show, but his wins losses do. Ronta's been very good this year, and he's done what you needed him to do. Yes, right? he has, and he really highlighted in the next game that we'll talk about. But it, was it Ronta? That, no, I don't yeah, think this it was, was Freddie. Yeah, it was Anderson against um, yeah. St. Louis. So. Svech, he gets the first two goals. The first one was off of a rush from a backhand pass from uh, Jarvis. And the second goal was kind of off of a faceoff. As Burns, he gets the shot. Jarvis tips it um, along the way. And Jarvis, no, no, 
Spectre Cough, he gets the puck um, on the loose scrum, and he just buries it. He had a wide open net on Bennington. And that's why I've noticed with Bennington is that he overcommitted a lot. He overcommits a lot, especially in this game. Yeah, well, Bennington is Bennington. He's an emotional goalie. He's very emotional. A lot of people have uh, pegged that Bennington and Kochetkov will get into a goalie fight one day. I think Elliot Friedman's talked about that, and I'm like, oh, it might happen. <laughs> They're both kind of feisty goalies. I think Bennington more so than than Kochetkov. Um, but yeah, I'm actually a little surprised Bennington didn't get more rattled. But I think they settled down when Falk got the goal to bring it within one in the second period. So it's expected. I mean, that's how we settled. That settled things down initially for the Blues. Um, but you know, like you said, you know, well, reality is second period. I was still one of Carolina's best periods. I thought that was their best period. They had so many chances. They had a lot of two on ones whenever they were break out into the offensive zone. And I think that probably got Bennington in a, in a groove. So saw a lot of action. He played a little bit better and Bennington's a good goaltender. It's just once he's rattled, that's it. They're not going to win. And, um, I guess he didn't get rattled quite there, but um, you get another goal from that top line, right? To to reinstate the two goal lead with Aho, Svetch, and Burns combining. So Aho's the score, and you got Svetchy and Burns um, with the assist. So uh, right there, Svetch has three points. Yes, and, and that was to me the backbreaker goal um, that's yeah. really to me solidified the Canes were going to win this game because Canes were getting so many chances in that second period. Um, you can They were kind of due for a goal, and if they didn't get it going into the third period, St. Louis might have. It's a one-shot hockey game. Yeah, it's third. a one-shot hockey game. So, so it's good that Carolina goes into the third period, uh, three to nothing, and of course, uh, Jarvis he gets a very great goal because it was off of uh, the fourth check. Mm-hmm. Ajo turns it over. It was Pareko that turned the puck over to Ajo who gives it to Jarvis. Jarvis just walks. He just walks Bennington. Yeah, it was it was Bennington overcommitted and Jarvis danced around him. It was just a tap in at that point. So Exactly. Again, if you get him to overcommit you're, you can get a very good open net chance with him. Yeah, and that's what happened. Jarvis's goal was gorgeous. Um but, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, one of the best parts of this game was when Svechnikov tried the lacrosse goal because he almost got it. He was unimpeded. Um, my dad was at the game, and he saw it. He actually almost got up out of his chair because – and he doesn't do that, but he thought that was just awesome. And I, I told you at the, the game when we went to the Ducks game, I was like, you know, we maybe we'll get – you know, sometime maybe we'll get what I call a Svech trick three lacrosse goals in a game. So that's trademarked, by the way. Look it up. <laughs> Svetch trick, ours. Um, yeah, the, so the Svetch trick, I think it'd be pretty cool sometime, maybe. I mean, if anyone could do it, he definitely could get three lacrosse goals in a game. So um, that would be awesome. But he, he almost got one there. It was very close. Oh, it was. I, I Hunter was actually watching. He came out to watch, watch the game. He was like, oh, my gosh. So we were all just like, oh my gosh, so close. Of course, I wasn't there at the game. Yeah. Um, but good thing is, is that it was bobblehead night yep. at the game. It was Sebastian Aho. I'm actually looking at my Sebastian Aho 
bobblehead. Please don't touch. Um, <laughs> and um, you were able to get me one because I was not feeling well that day. I was still feeling some. I had a bit of a cold, probably maybe from being out in the outdoor game. But it was fun overall. Yeah, it was a good fun game. game. And another thing that I noticed in the third period, it was during the final minutes. And I I heard while watching the game on TV, I heard all the fans saying, we want Svetch. Yeah. And that was so funny. I was like, that's awesome that they want Svetch out there. And, and they finally, when he finally got on the ice... The fans cheered. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, the fans, they knew. I mean, everyone knows, right, that Svetch had just not been able to score a goal. Just could not score a goal. So for him to get the hat trick or for him to, to even score was just great. Fortunate, sadly, he didn't get one. Um, and somehow Faust missed an empty net. I was about to bring that up. So... <laughs> so, I don't know. I was... I. I, I I was shocked that he didn't, that Foss kind of messed that up on the open net. But a part of me, in the back of my mind, wondered if, well, the Svetch chants are going off right now. And I was just like, is he wanting Svetch to get the hat trick? You know, it's always in the back of my mind. I was like... I mean, obviously you do want to score, yeah. but it's also really nice for a player to have a hat trick and see all those heights on the ice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I doubt he missed it on purpose, but, you know, it is what it is, though. It's kind of funny that he missed, but it didn't matter at the end of the game. No, no it really did not. Um, and the score ended up being 4-1. Uh, four to one. I, Yeah, 4-1 to one against St. Louis. So that was a great game. Um, another thing, too... Um, Adam Gold actually tweeted this out uh, during the game, which I thought was really interesting. But he kind of thought the fans were a little bit tired uh, compared to the other games. Was this because of just the emotional burnout of the outdoor game, the Montreal game, just the whole weekend? Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I saw it again at the Ducks game. It was quieter. So from what it sounded like from the brief bits that I listened to for the Senators game. So, because we listened to like the last bit of that game on the radio on the way home. But yeah, I mean, I think that's reality. I mean, it's the, you know, fans give it their all at, at, at games too and cheering for their team. And it's just in this one, I don't feel it was, uh, it wasn't that loud. That's fine. They played well, and the arena got loud at points, but it wasn't where, you know, like it was against Montreal, where it was obviously at the outdoor game, but you can't compare, in my opinion. Yeah, because they're PNC two different areas. And I think PNC Arena is always louder than Carter Finley ever will be, but that's also because PNC is enclosed, more compact, Carter Finley is open and more spread out. So there's that too, but. Yeah, I think there was some burnout probably on everyone's side. I mean, I think that St. Louis was the better team in that third. They just didn't score, and I think that's nah, because Freddie was just so good. Yes, um, good to see Freddie playing good. Um, I didn't think he played fantastic against the Ducks, but we will get to that. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, he didn't play good against the Ducks, but, I mean, you're playing against a goalie like John Gibson who just – who had a game of one of the like career had a career game so yeah I mean you're not gonna look good 
with numbers like that when you're when the guy in the other crease had the numbers that he did. So, yes, definitely. And before we get to the Senators game, let's go to one of our sponsors. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get the free bets back. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. PN minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply void in Ohio see show notes for details all right so the senators game you and I uh, obviously we didn't know that this was game. one of our that was our giveaway game so I'm glad that they got to go and enjoy an awesome game for sure um, against a, a really great game where you have a shutout from Ranta yeah no you and I went to see Ant-Man Quantumania so so what I will say is great game because I didn't watch it. I didn't even watch the highlights. I just didn't have a chance to. Great for Ranta. I saw a couple of his saves. Good for Ranta. Great for the players who scored in Burnsy, Jarvi, Natchez, and Shea. I love Shea, so I love him whenever he scores a goal. Uh, but all I'll say is go see Ant-Man Quantum. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Go see it. Yeah, we had fun. Great movie. Go see it. Not often do I not watch a hockey game. I didn't watch this one, so I'm not going to speak out my butt here. Well, you have to remember, there's 82 <laughs> games in yeah. the regular season, so and I wa- we wa- we watch we watch most of them. We've even yeah, stayed we up. We've even stayed up for a lot of the Canes after dark games. I mean, we'll see if we do that this week. For sure, we'll watch Arizona. That's on a Friday. But Vegas is at 10 p.m. Look, if I watch it, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I watch it, you're welcome. Um, but we'll see. I love watching Vegas play. So I might be groped into watching some of it, but uh, I I'm I'm definitely because I think that's a national game. Yes, it's going to be on TNT, not Bali Sports. So yeah, there's we'll see how long Bali's still even around. Um, yeah, but either way, we will we will watch the Arizona game because for one, that's after the deadline. So if Carolina makes some moves for some Arizona players, because we've been linked, we'll talk to we've linked to a few. We'll talk about specifically who in a minute. It could literally just be they walk across the locker room and then they're in their lineup. So there is that there. Um, but I mean, yeah, great for in the Ottawa game. Great for the players. I'm so happy that so far this season, not a single one of our giveaway games have been a loss. Everyone's gotten to enjoy them. Everyone's gone to a win, whether it's a hat trick, whether it's a shutout, because it seems like those are the two things that happen when people go, or whether it's just an absolutely great game to be at. Thank you for participating to everyone who did it. Thank you for always participating in these giveaways. I think we have one more left for the season. We're not going to do one yes. in April. It's a short month. Uh, maybe a playoff game. I don't know. We haven't really, we haven't determined what we're going to do for the playoffs yet. Um, but we'll definitely have one more in March. Not sure what day. We'll announce it later. But um, we are giving a game away in March. So 
pay attention for sure so you can get a chance to uh, to win and go to a hockey game for free. Yes. Plus a parking definitely. pass. Definitely. Yeah, a parking pass too. Um, and uh, Davis Scott, he was the one that won the giveaway, so uh, good for him. And he, he was able to get a shutout win. Yeah, it's great. Which is great for, for him. Definitely. Yes. So uh, now let's get to the Ducks game. Do we have to? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. We we, we got to cover the game, Sam. But um, it took a while to get the first goal going. Yeah, I mean, and, for both teams, and really the first period was. And Carolina played fine; they played good. So did the. I mean, the Ducks didn't play great, but they John Gibson did. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought Carolina had the better high danger chances, and that's one of the one of the things we're going to talk about in this Ducks game, is that as the game went along, they didn't really get a lot of good quality shots. A lot of it was right on Gibson. Now, Gibson, he was fantastic. Yeah. But a lot of them were just right at Gibson. No, Gibson had a great game. I'm not going to take away from that. Uh, I tweeted after the game, you know, hats off to to Anaheim. Gibson was fantastic. And the Ducks made the best of their chances. And let's be honest, just because they're the worst team in the league doesn't mean they don't have guys who who can make you pay. John Klingberg's an offensive defensive. Do can score goals. Yeah, he had a nice slap shot. Um, yeah, I, I, I still, Anderson, I, I feel Freddie can should have stopped that. He should have. But I mean, Klingberg's a goal scorer. He's a guy, and I'll and I'll put, I'll throw this out too. He's a guy I would like to see Carolina make a move for. They got ten million in cap. Anaheim retained some. They only have a one year deal for Klingberg, and he probably wants to go play for a cup. So yeah. yeah, yeah, he probably does. I think that's a good option there. If you want to be honest, um, I, I feel like the Ducks can move him and get assets. They will. They don't need him again. He's in UFA at the end of the season. Um, like it's just a one-year deal he has. Then you have uh, you have Trevor Zegras. Good gracious day, that kid's amazing. He had two points, maybe three, but I know he had two. Um, and, and, Tro- and Troy Terry, he's a good forward. As Jacob Silverberg, mm-hmm. he's he's a bit of a fast player. Silverberg is. Yeah. If you if you kind of go into that game thinking, oh, it's the Ducks, then you're going to get burned. They're a decent hockey team. They're not awful. I feel their record is not indicative of how good of a team they have. I think they they're lacking some pieces. I think last night showed their defense isn't very good. Their best defenseman's uh, Klingberg, and he's more offensive than defensive. Um, I really couldn't tell you another maybe, defenseman on their team. Maybe Cam Fowler. Yeah, Cam Fowler, but he's getting older. So, really, at the end of the day, the Ducks have some pretty good forwards. There's another forward they have that I, I'm blanking on right Mason now. Mason McTavish. McTavish is very good. He's a, um, he's a young player. He's definitely going to be part of their future. So they have they have players and they've got a prospect pool that's probably not too bad either. So again, you you go to sleep on the Ducks or you think you can just skate around and take pop shots at a goalie like Gibson, who by the way, just because the dude has a 4.0 goals against average, doesn't mean anything. He's a good goalie. He's a great goalie. He's always been that. He's always been a player that has been rumored to be possibly getting moved at the deadline. So. 
for a few years now. So Gibson's a great goalie. He earned it. The Ducks earned it. I have all the respect in the world for that organization. They've produced some of my favorite players too. And Ryan Getzloff, Corey Perry, just a couple of them. So uh, Timu Salami. Timu Salami, yeah. Although Scott I Niedermeyer. He was, yeah, Scott Niedermeyer. Chris Pronger yep. is another one. They, they've had a lot of good players. So good for the Ducks. Really good for them on getting a good win against a team like Carolina. Um, I'm not looking at this as an end of the world situation. No. I'm looking at this as a. It, it it shows maybe some weaknesses in Carolina. Nothing crazy. It's stuff that we've known has been there since exactly. last year. Exactly. Well, ever since the beginning of the season, at least. Right. We don't have a a, a finish. We don't we don't have the finisher. Jacob Slavin had two chances to score. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want him being the guy in that situation. Right, if it's a player, Svech had had a good opportunity toward the end of the game, and he didn't didn't he get him. Had a couple players, and they just missed. And and Svech Dikov hasn't really turned into the high power goal scorer that you wanted him to. He's probably a but he can he can fin- he can score. There's no doubt he can score. He did it the first half of the season. And Natchez can score, and Aho can score, but you don't have that purebred finisher like Pacioretty was supposed to be, and we saw it in the brief sample size that we had. And we'll talk about it too, but just creep. You know, they want to bring him back. And I think that's a cheap player you can bring back because he can't demand the high dollar because no one's going to pay it. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing, too, about the Sanaheim game um, Gibson played exceptionally well for them. Anderson on the other end of the ice. Uh, he played, I think, a very good game during the first half of the game. I'm not going to blame him on the. Um, I mean, Klingberg goal, he wants to have back. He really does. Uh, the Silverberg goal, I remember that goal. Uh, De- I kind of blame that goal a little bit on DeHaan. Uh, DeHaan kind of went behind the net because one of the Anaheim players had the puck, with, which left Silverberg wide open. That you, you, you can't do that. Defense wasn't as sharp as normal. Um, and... Chris Terry, he walks Brett Pesci. He walks him. Like I said, Terry, Zegris, Zegris had a couple of very good plays. The Klingburn goal, for example, that was that was Zegris. That was a nice pass. So it's these are some good players. And Mike Maniscalco has said it before. There's very little difference between Anaheim and Carolina. When it comes in, you know, or Boston, you know, worst, best. There are just a few pieces that would make Anaheim that much better, right? So they have players who want to win. And if a team takes the night off or just kind of comes in and just throws the puck around, they're going to take advantage of it because the Ducks were playing for pride. They're going to be a bottom five team, but they, they want to win. Zegers wants to win. He's a young guy. Of course he wants to win a cup wants to play he wants to go out there and say hey i can go into carolina and win yeah when before that wouldn't have been anything now it means a lot carolina is one of, is, is the number two team in the national hockey league yeah definitely and another thing too about this anaheim game I, probably my last point is that carolina it was one of those games kind of like the nashville game here which we lost to, i believe in overtime it's one of those games where Carolina, they played very good. They had, what, 53 shots around that around yeah. that shot total, at least, by the end of the game. They looked really good. Um, one thing I've noticed about this Kane team is that no matter what, I mean, 
because of how good this team is, you can play well and not win. Mm-hmm. And to me, but to me, there's a difference. There's a difference difference between playing good and having that killer instinct. They didn't have that killer instinct. No, and and the reason they had it against Washington in the outdoor game. They had it against. Montreal, it took them a while, but they had it against Montreal. It's that killer instinct, that drive. And when they don't have it, they can lose the game um, by just playing good, good enough, because they don't have that goal scorer. Yeah, and I'm also not about to blame anything major on that Ducks game. I, I no, just I'm not either. It's just I've noticed that about the game. The last week plus for this team has been so much. Right, and I'm honestly thinking a three-day break right now is the best thing for the organization. Right, they don't play until they don't play till Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, fly to Vegas probably Tuesday. So good, good. Take the break, enjoy it, and maybe they go to Vegas early and have like a a team bonding thing. Right, so go do that. Have a good week. Take a, take. I think they do those team bonding things every year because I, I I notice they do something. Like that, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. And but also of, good for Fost scoring a goal. Yeah, I was about to say because that. he had a good game. I, I'll give that to Fost. I thought Fost played well. I think he shot the puck like six or seven times on goal. So good for Jesper Fost for I think sure. I, good I think I saw for the shots. I think Burns had the most. Burns like had eight seven shots. Yeah, I think seven, seven or eight, eight. Seven or eight shots on goal. Good for Burnsy. He played well too. Yes, Burns, he, he's really shown to be that elite defenseman. And another thing about Burns is that I don't, I can't remember, maybe since Falk, I think he is, but even then, I think Burns has been the most elite defenseman that we have had. And this might be a hot take from me, which is surprising. I saying, I think, yeah, it's usually me. I think Burns has probably been one of, probably the best defenseman that the Kings have had for a long time. Because the thing is, is that the eliteness that he brings, we haven't seen that in Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton, he's too soft um, with the puck. D'Angelo, he was a good fit, but he didn't have that eliteness to him that Burns has. And Burns is showing that right now. D'Angelo was a better fit than Hamilton, but yep. if you compare D'Angelo to Burns, man, I'd rather have Burns every day of the week, twice on Sunday. That's my dad would say it. So it, Burns has just been a v- revelation to us, and he's just been amazing. I believe he has around like 44 points, 44, 45, somewhere in there, but he's, and he's been good. So that's the most important thing. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so now before we get to the trade deadline parts of that we're going to talk about, we're going to get to our last sponsor. This time of the year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I remember a time where I wanted to set a goal to go out on a walk every single day. I've actually... found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day like my rake cons 
Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, Every purchase has an easy and, and free return guarantee. A few things that I like about Raycon is that uh, they have uh, noise isolation, which is really cool, awareness mode, and the earbud tap functions. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, Sam, Friday. It's the trade deadline. It is the day. It is the biggest day of the regular season. Um, this year it's the second biggest day because the outdoor game was the biggest day for this organization. But one of the second biggest day of the of the season this year for the organization um, it's trade deadline day, 3 p.m. That is it. No more, no more, no more. Nothing. It'll be allowed after trade deadline finishes up at 3 p.m. So what do you think about some things? And well, I'm going to just spit a couple things up first. Uh, one, Carolina is out on Timo Meyer. That was San Jose Sharks informed general manager Don Waddell. Last night, you're done. You're out. We're not interested in making moving forward. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights got Ivan Barbashev from the St. Louis Blues. That was a good move for them. So the question is there. Are they still in on Timo Meyer? I'm not sure, but it I, makes I, it harder. I kind of doubt it. It makes it harder, right? I haven't seen that they're out, but it definitely, I think the indication is there. So um, that basically means, uh, it, I mean, could Carolina get back in on Timo Meyer? Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Th- trades fall through all the time. The asking price that we now know is a first a prospect and a roster player. Um, so that makes me feel better if he goes to New Jersey because New Jersey is going to have to give up a roster player. So there's that. Right? And they might give up a Mercer type of player. If you move out Mercer for Timo Meyer, does That's that make you some... better? Does it exactly. make you better? Yes. Does it make you better for longer? No, but they feel they can win this year. And I think that's fair. Yeah, to, I mean, it is fair. But to me with the Devils, I mean, this team is kind of like us in our first year returning playoffs. Yeah. They're a young team. Yep. They're not expected to win the Stanley Cup. No. And another thing, too, a very young team means inexperience. They don't have experience in the playoffs. Now there's always those Cinderella runs. There, yeah. there, there always is. And I think New Jersey could have one. I, I really, truly do. Um, but they're going to be going up and Timo most Meyer, like, well, I won't say most likely, but right because now it's the, a dog fight right now. The odds are it's right now. I, I still fully believe Carolina wins the Metro. 
I think they're in position to win the Metro. I think they have, it's their division to lose. They're in the lead with games in hand. So I think it's a three point division lead. I think with two games in hand, maybe one, there's one game. in hand. So one game in hand. So Carolina could max be at five point lead. Again, it is Carolina's division to lose, right? Yes. So, but you have, have to win that division. You do. Because right now, guess who the loser is going to draw? The Rangers. Yes. The Rangers are going to be the number three team in the Metropolitan. And it's just that that is the fact. I do not see them falling out. If they do, I will be forever shocked. Forever shocked if they fall out of top three. Especially, and I'll just that go ahead probably and... the Islanders somehow did it, or Pittsburgh somehow did it, because it won't be Washington. Washington, I think, is done. Yeah, I think Washington kind of indicated with, we'll go ahead and report it, um, the Orlov gets traded to Boston. Yep. Um, it, it's not just Orlov. It's him and Garner Hathaway. He's a feisty guy. Yeah, he actually. had actually he actually cross-checked and had a couple dirty shots up against Martinuk in the outdoor game. But, yeah, he's a tough dude, and he can score. Yeah, yeah, he, so, yeah, he can. And Orlov was one of the better defensemen in the National Hockey League on the defensive side. So, yeah. Yeah, and Washington was able to get a first, second, and third round pick, not all in the same draft. Yeah. Uh, but And they also get Craig Smith. Of course, Minnesota, uh, they're, they're the team right now, too. If you want to retain cap space or retain cap, they'll take go to pick. Minnesota. They'll take a pick, which is a smart move for Minnesota. Yeah, it helps them uh, create a, a roster, a, you know, a prospect pool. Yes, yeah, so, and to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised because of those two big contracts that they bought out. Yeah, I mean, they're taking but, like one season Yeah, it's one season. So they get a couple of fourth-round pick here, a fifth-round pick here. Cool. Yeah. It helps them out. I mean, I would I, probably I, do it too. And plus, I, I think Bill Guerin has done a pretty decent job with yeah. Minnesota. I think, again, the only mistake I feel they truly made was buying out Suter and Parise. I think you suffered through it was those a contracts. Bold, well, it was a bold move, but I mean... I respect GM's of bold moves. Um, now we can debate on whether Carolina's made a bold, had has made any bold moves. So have they made bold moves? And so we'll talk about history, right? Because right now the history is not good for the Hurricanes when it comes to deadline day. I would say the first two under years, the realm of Tom Dundon. Yes, the first year under Tom Dundon. Yeah, you were like, oh, so this team now makes moves at the deadline because they got Vincent Trocheck. The next year. Brady Shea. Well, I well so Brady Shea and Trotrip were and Sammy Votnin actually were all in the same. Um, I don't think so. Trade, yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, this was this wasn't the year they came back in the playoffs, but I believe this was the year. I think this was, might have been the play-in series. Yeah, it was the year that was because, the year Brady Shea came on board because. I just knew Brady Shea and Vincent Trocheck came on at the, well, you, you, the same time. Regardless, you have a year where, if that's true, if that's right, and it probably is, you got Brady Shea and Vincent Trocheck, Sammy Votnin that year. So you're like, cool, they're making moves. These make us but better. But they had to do that because we had injuries with Slavin being out. Yep. And I believe there was another defense. Yeah. And I can't remember. But you got your second line center. You traded for a second line center. You traded for a top four defenseman in Brady Shea. Both players played great for Carolina. Still have Brady Shea. Trocek's gone. Carolina can do that. 
Did they do it the next two years? No, next year it was Hayden Flurry out for Yanni Hockenpah. That's year after it. was Max Domi. And Max Domi, sure, fine. He gave us a great memory against Boston, but disappeared for the Rangers series. Sammy, you know, Max Domi isn't as an a deal maker. He's doing better in Chicago, but there he's like their guy, right? So yeah, of course, you know, you're gonna play better. You know, he's still a good player, but in Carolina, he wasn't the guy. So, does Carolina have a history of making big deals at the deadline? No. Have they said in the past that they were going to make big deals? No. They always tempered expectations. No. But, but this course, year, I think, is different. I do, too. Because Tom Dundon actually made a comment that they said they're going to be more aggressive than normal. Don Waddell has said they are looking to add. He's even so much as said that the first-round pick is on the table, something they said was not the case last year. Yeah. They weren't going to move that this, they weren't going to move last year. They said they weren't going to move this pick that we currently have for this year. They did not want to said off the table. Well, it's on the table now. It, well, that's funny that, I mean, it, it's true, but it's funny that you said that because when we got to the draft, we traded the down, they'd move the pick. So <laughs> my full, full belief is that Caroline is going to make a move and I think it's going to be for a better player. I think it'll be for a top six player. And then these are just some guys that I've heard mentioned and, and I like that I like. Schmaltz, Arizona. Lawson Krauss, Arizona. Two really good hockey players. I don't know about Krauss. I, I've looked at his history and this is kind of like a breakout year for him. And I think that's that, that's a kind of Hurricanes player. So I think Krauss on a very bad Arizona team moving to a good Carolina team could even be better. But Nick Schmaltz has a history of being very good. Exactly, which Schmaltz, is why I'm a little bit high on Schmaltz. And I think that's a good player to look at. Schmaltz, very good option, right? I think, take a look now, let's move back to the Eastern Conference. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, it's a player that's been linked to Carolina in the past. He could, he's still got it. He's good. Um, that's a good hockey player to bring on board. Brock Besser, Vancouver. You don't like him as much, I think, as me, but I really like Brock Besser. Well, I wouldn't mind bringing Brock Besser. I think out of all the players we've been linked to, I think, and even though he hasn't proved it this season, uh, he has in the past, is uh, I think he's the purest goal scorer that's out on the market. He's not a physical player. No, but you're not bringing him. At that point, you, you know, the only guy there that was available that's that is Timo Meyer. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't mind bringing Brock Besser because the guy can score. He's proven it several times in the past seasons. Yeah, so Brock Besser, can he be that guy? Yeah, I think so. And he's got term. It's another Carolina move right there. Another player that Carolina, I heard, inquired about that a lot of teams inquired about, JT Miller. There, you have to be okay with the contract. It's not exactly friendly, but I am a firm believer in sometimes you have to have bad contracts on your roster to win a Stanley Cup. So, so sorry, but I believe that's reality. Um, we were in on, I think Konechny was another player, but he Travis got Konechny. hurt. Konechny, a, lot of these, a lot of these players that were on the trade market got hurt. Him, yep. um, Edmondson, I heard we were linked to him. He's injured, although I heard he might be coming back soon. So you then you've got Patrick Kane. He's going to go to New York. He's going to go to New York or stay in Chicago. That is the reality. It sounds like that deal is pretty much done. It just might not officially be done before 3 o'clock on Friday. So that deal will be done by 3 o'clock Friday. It just sounds, unless something completely falls apart, sounds like a deal is pretty much in place there. Patrick Kane wants to go to New York. That New York team will scare the snot out of me. 
Um, but then you got to look at a couple things there, right? What do they got? They got Patrick Kane, Vlad Tarasenko. I love Tarasenko. Everybody on this podcast who's ever listened knows how much I love Tarasenko and how I believed, I really believed he was going to be a hurricane. So that really kind of upset me and surprised me there. He could, still, he, he could still be a hurricane. You never yeah. know. He has to sign and he's at UFA. So Carolina's been linked to him before. But he's a player. Injury history. Kane's a player. He has injury history this year. So he goes to New York in a playoff series against us or the Devils. They got to hold up. So do they? Two great hockey players. They stay healthy, and I think New York's the favorite to win a cup. So at this point, your number three team has definitely gotten better. They're getting get Pat. I'm just assuming now. I think it's a fair assumption. They're getting Patrick Kane. So I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption the Rangers have Kane. Tarasenko, Kane additions. Tyler Mott additions. The Rangers have made some additions to this roster. New Jersey, pretty much guaranteed at this point to get Timo Meyer, unless Carolina throws like an offer that you can't refuse at them. Because right now, I think we're the only team who could do that to get back in it. But yeah. I doubt that's happening. I think that's very unlikely. Because their MO is they set a value on you and they're not going to go past it. So right now, it is New Jersey's player. So I'm going to assume now, just for, again, just assumptions here, of course, it's a deadline. Anything can happen. Could Another team could come out of absolutely nowhere and you know knock the socks off of San Jose. But let's assume. So then your number two team gets better with Timo Meyer. That's just adding one player. Carolina could make the same additions with multiple players. They need another, power, they need another player for the power play. I like DeHaan. I really do. I think he's actually looked very good recently. I've been actually really enjoying watching him play. But I don't want to be, you know, I don't want Dylan Coughlin as my seventh defenseman. And I think Dylan Coughlin looked fine the last several games he's played. He's built the season. He really started off bad. He started off great in the preseason and really bad for several first for his first several games. But I think Dylan Coughlin looked better in the last several games that he played. But then, but still, I'd, I'd rather not. You know, I, I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't feel like that's what you guy you want in you know game seven and overtime, right? Exactly, and that's what we're. I mean, it, all of us fans know that we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, we know this. If we were talking five years from now, we won't be talking about us trying to win the Stanley Cup. The expectations from all the fans is just get in the playoffs. But now yep. we have made the playoffs. So the question is, how can we win the Stanley Cup? And one, I think you can never have too many defensemen yeah. in there. And I've noticed, too, when I looked at the standings, you look at the top teams with the goals against, all of them are in the playoffs. But if you look at goals for, guess what? Three of those teams in the top ten aren't in the playoff spots, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, because I, I mean, yeah, you do need that goal scorer. Trust me, Kane's need it. Yeah, but I, I do think defense is more of a factor when it comes to winning Stanley Cup than offenses in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you want the offense. You need it. Carolina, yeah, you that, need that, it. Because that's not – defense hasn't been Carolina's issue in the playoffs. It's been the and a lack and the inability to score goals and win on the road. They need to win on the road this year. 
Yes. Um, the road has been a difficult time for the Hurricanes. And I, I believe part of it is confidence because they love playing here. And I'm, I'm happy that they love playing here. But you yeah. got to, I mean, part of winning the Stanley Cup is winning on the road. And I think so, too. Now, I also believe, um, what do you get? If you get Schmaltz, I think Goss Despair comes along for the ride. Um, I think at that point you get both because they want a defenseman. So at that point, you're like, okay, well, why don't we knock out two birds with one stone? We get our guy who can score some goals and provide offense and schmaltz. You get your defenseman who can run your power play. Schmaltz, I th- or, I mean, it's not schmaltz. Goss Despair, I think, is top five on Arizona in points. I'd have to look. But I know he is the leading point scorer on defenseman. Granted, Jacob Chickren is just climbing that ladder about as fast as he can to almost be there. But Chickren hasn't played as many games, and he's clearly the better defenseman. But um, he cost a mint. He cost like a high, high mint. Yeah, I, I don't expect Goss Despair to come to Carolina. If he does, is that a player Carolina gets? You know, that a player I could see, you know, that kind of player Carolina would get? Yeah. But will they pay that? No. I pay that? No. Chickering's- I love to get Keller. <laughs> but that's not good. Clayton Keller, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so, I, really, there, are there players available? Yes. Is it disappointing we're out on Meyer? Of course. Of course. We don't want that player to go to a Metro team. I think every Canes fan is a little bit disappointed on Meyer. And, and, except and I, our troll. Yeah, except our troll, obviously. But... What's interesting is that recently, and to me, kind of started in the offseason... Hurricanes management, they know they need a goal scorer. That's why they almost got Matthew Kachuk. And that's why they got Max Pacioretty. And Max Pacioretty. And Pacioretty showed he could do it. I mean, that wasn't a bad move. He he did it. He did what he was supposed to. Granted, that was only for five games. He had like three goals in five games. That's a nice clip. But he got hurt again. Now they've said they want to re-sign him, and I think you do that. Because I think you can get him between one to four million dollars, somewhere probably in that range. I would, but it, you know, like a one-year four million dollar deal. Sure, worst case, you got to pay him the money and you got to LTIR him. You're in the same situation. You go make a deal. Yeah, I, I bring Patcheretti back if I can for a good price. Because if for he's a healthy, good price, yeah, but I don't think it'd be four million. I think it'd be around two. I mean, you have two Achilles heel injuries, kind of back to back. You do. It's hard, hard to come back from something like that. Yeah, and I'm not saying he can do it, but you kind of already, I mean, you had Pacioretty, and you kind of already know what. Do I, I sign, if I can sign him at a good price, I do. And I think that's anything south of four. I do. One, I do one by three. Four. I, I would do, the max I would do is three because of the history. And I think that's history. a good deal. I think it'd be a good deal. I think Pacioretty could be a good player to have on this roster, healthy. Right? Imagine a full season with Max Pacioretty. That'd be awesome. But that's not the case right now. You need a player. Right. And let's, you know, you have players coming off the books Anderson, Bronta, Stahl, uh, Gardner. Let's see. There's some other players coming off the books. Faust. I don't know if they re sign Faust. If they don't move Jack Drury, I don't know if Drury can't do what Faust does at cheaper. I wouldn't be surprised if Drury is traded. That's just me. I, I wouldn't either. I'm saying if you keep Drury, he's probably replacing Faust. Um, Stastny, Stepan, DeHaan, and Coughlin. I think Coughlin's going to go. No, yeah, Coughlin, that's it for him here. Um, 
So yeah, you have a lot of play. I think I calculated out you're north of twenty million in cap space to work with. Now you need a goalie. You and have you, around actually you have around like thirty million dollars in cap space if you don't sign any of those guys expiring. So yeah, I mean you're not bringing back Ranta, and you're not bringing you're not bringing back Ranta and Anderson. You will bring back one of the two, maybe. If you bring back any, it's one of the two, and I don't know which one. I my argument is for Ranta because I think Kochetkov's your guy going forward. I think with the injury history of these two since they've been here, I I prefer to go get another goalie in general. I do too. Now this again, nothing against Auntie Ranta, nothing against Freddie Anderson. They have been great canes. Two of my favorite, really. I, I love them as goaltenders. They've been fantastic. I love Freddie Anderson a lot. I love Auntie Ranta a lot. But I think it would be time you get a goalie who's got health, no health issues or no history of injury. And I think there's some guys out there that you can go get, right? And, I mean, you never know. Carolina might make a move in the offseason for Vimelka. Sounds like Arizona's open to moving him. I think that's a good player to look at. Um, there are, regardless, there will be options available for Carolina to get a backup goalie because their starter, I really truly believe, will be Kachatikov next year. I, I, I do too, but I think it'd be smart for them to get at least a one B type of goalie. And I think Vimelka's to help that. share to help share the workload of Kachatikov because there's no guarantee you can't you can't come in guaranteeing a player's going to be great. So. No, and I think Vimelka's that. I think that's a good target. If I'm Carolina, that's my number one. Option. I I love to have that duo. Um, I also think if Mar- I think Mrazek's contract comes up, I think I'd have to. I don't remember if he did a two or four year deal. It might be four. Mrazek's not a bad one B. He's not the guy that'll win you a cup. But if he's your one B, not your one A, that's fine. You know what you get with Mrazek. Um, so yeah, you've got options out there for sure. You have options out there. So you just take a look. But you're you're gonna you're gonna have a net gaining cap space. And the goaltender position. Stahl's not coming back at six. My guess, again, it's somewhere south of four. Um, probably a one to two. My guess, it's somewhere between one to three years south of four. That's my guess. I wouldn't mind bringing back to Han. I don't. I really wouldn't mind it, but if we let him go, then that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. DeHaan could come back. But Carolina's going to have a lot of cap space next year. I don't know what our UFAs will be out there available to start next season. I haven't really taken the time to look yet. Um, but there are players out there that are available with term. Carolina can get, for sure. Ottawa has said Debrinkat is off the table. Um, GMs say stuff like that all the time. Doesn't mean it's necessarily true, but I tend to believe in this case it is. Um, but there are players out there Carolina can get. Um, I know you want to kind of make predictions, so I will let you go first. What do you think Carolina's going to do? Who, who do they get? Who do they get? What do you say they get? I'm going to you know, I'm going to say it's tough between two players, smaller or, or better for me. But I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to say Besser. Besser? The reason why is because they love young players. Yeah. Now, Smoltz and Besser are both young. But I think Besser, uh, he is having a down season, of course. But if you could, I think if he has the work ethic, I think you could bring him on and maybe he he would be that goal scorer. And here's just just a quick note. 
last week we talked about because uh, I just saw this right now on social media. So I want to make the kind of break it now as well. Um, Gavrikov was put off the, you know, was taken out of the lineup last Sunday for trade related purposes because Columbus believed, Elliot reported, that a deal was imminent with Boston. Boston did not believe that and they got Orlov. Well, Carolina is now in on Gavrikov. I kind of tweeted that out last week. I said, this is interesting. Carolina is in the market for a defenseman, which has come to light again that people are saying. Insiders Today are saying, by Frank Saravelli. Yeah, so Carolina. And, and, but it's been said before. Elliot said it and Don Waddell said it. And yet some people decided to mock us for saying we needed a defenseman. Well, I'm sorry. We're just saying what we're seeing being reported. And a fact. And plus, I do think they need... Yeah, and it's a, a fact. left-handed defenseman because I don't trust Coglin as but, a seventh defenseman. I think DeHaan can be, fill that role. But you get Gafrikov, you're not getting a sixth defenseman. You're getting like a top four who's going to play in your bottom four. Yeah, yeah, he's a very good shutdown defenseman. And that's a good player to play with uh, Chatfield. Yeah, I mean, you, you probably you have a top six that's basically, they're all top four. You get Gavrikov, and then you got DeHaan, who is a bottom pair defenseman, as your guy if you have an injury issue. So getting Gavrikov, so now we can add Gavrikov to a list of players that we're in on. Makes sense. They had to circle back to some players, to some teams, because Boston went out and got Orlov. They're not going to get another defenseman. So, yes, Gavrikov, Carolina's in on Gavrikov. Um, Carolina has made deals with Columbus in the past. Jake Bean trade comes to mind. So do I see this as an option? Yeah, I think this one might actually hold some water. So I believe, so my, my prediction is Carolina gets one of either Shane Gostaspare or Gavrikov. Forwards, it's tough. Carolina's been linked to so many. I, I know the desire is there for a center, so there would be no shock if Carolina got Hayes. That's not my ideal. I don't like Hayes, personally. I just don't. That's not my ideal player to get. Um, what are their other options? Uh, Schmaltz. He's a center. Schmaltz. Yeah, he, Schmaltz can play center. So then Schmaltz, I think, is a great player. Um, lost in Krause. He's a winger. He is. Um, I like Brock Besser a lot. Carolina has asked about JT Miller. I think he's available, but I think they wouldn't move him except that great return as that a player that Carolina I could see going for yeah because he's got term so what do I, I see Carolina adds a few pieces I think if they got Meyer it would have been a single piece and then maybe a defenseman so I think Carolina adds I'm not going to give a broad I'm going to give a broad prediction here I think they add two forwards and a defenseman I think they add a forward defenseman my forward I'm going to say Brock Besser because I think all eyes are on Nick Schmaltz and knowing Carolina, they always go off the board somehow. I'm going to pick Besser. And then for defense, um, I do think they get a defenseman. Um, I think they'll circle to – I think they'll circle to Arizona with Casa Spare. So that's my prediction. Um we love to hear your guys' predictions uh, because we love hearing that stuff. Yeah, I mean, so I guess if I'm more, if I'm the bet, because of who Carolina plays on Friday, I say they do make. I say there is a deal made with the Coyotes, whether that's for Goss to spare Schmoltz or Kraus. I believe a deal is made with Arizona, and he crosses the locker rooms. I'm not as hype on Kraus, but he does bring up physicality. 
Absolutely. To a, to a game, so and I just, wouldn't mind bringing it, but I would love to bring Nick Schmaltz in. And of course, I mean, what, I mean, yes, we're out on Timo Meyer, obviously, but I have, I mean, if you listen to Thirty Two Thoughts with Ellie Friedman, one, I say suggest you do so, but he has stated multiple times, it can all change with one phone call. It can. Absolutely, and like I said, I'm just kind of taking a look real quick, see if I see anything. Um, any, a few minutes ago, okay. Washington has received plenty of interest in their pending UFAs. Lars Eller, uh, Connor Sheary, Nick Jensen, I'm also told, have uh, contracted. Con- they cast that contract talks with Jensen, TVR, and Gustafson on extensions. Um, just a couple pieces there. Um, all indications are very positive that Kane is going to go to the Rangers. No shock there at all. Although I heard it's going, it might take till it might take till the last minute because yeah. of just the hurdle financially. What's funny space. is Evgeny Dadnall gets moved again at the deadline. This time it counts because <laughs> last year it did yeah, not. That's that. Yeah, that is kind of funny, but it it's definitely going to be interesting. And one more thing. Um, I was kind of thinking about this a lot with the Canes and to be honest, I am thankful they're in a position like this because being a fan of the, during the dark ages, uh, it was a lot worse than this situation, but all I hope for the Canes when it comes to trade deadline day, whether they do it on that day or do it earlier, I prefer they do it earlier. Just to get it out of the way with. Uh, this is also just a quick thing as well. Darren Drager says that the te- that the the Vegas addition of Barbership does not take them out of the mix uh, of Timo Meyer. So Vegas still in on Meyer. So between Vegas and and uh, New Jersey, Vegas still has the cap on their side. I'm pulling for Vegas. I am too. Would like for him to stay out west. <laughs> yes. Well, we've already tweeted on that. <laughs> uh, so there's not a lot here. Nothing else. Uh, Kevin Weeks, if Vancouver decided to move Dempco, I can see the following. Penguins, Sabres, Kings are a couple of teams that would be interested in Dempco. Yeah, and those are teams that kind of struggle um, in the goaltending department. But my, my whole thing with the Canes is, I mean, I'm happy that – they set a value and don't go over it, but yet I'm not because, I mean, you gotta do what's best for the team sometimes. Timo Meyer seeking Meyer seeking a nine million plus. Devils want eight, so that could be a snag there. Oh, when did that come? This was early about three hours ago. David Pagnota. Furthermore, per source, I'm led to believe the Devils have discussed what an extension would look like with Meyer. Meyer is seeking nine million plus. The Devils were believed to be in the eight millions. We'll see where this goes. So there's that there from David Pignota of the fourth period. If you haven't checked them out, definitely for deadline day. That's a really good source. Um, they kind of have a trade uh, tracker there. I like the fourth period a lot. I, I check them out often. So nothing much new here at the moment that I'm checking on that I've seen. So, yes, Carolina is now in on Gavrikov. Not a big shock. Carolina needs a defenseman. You might not agree. Well, you obviously didn't watch a lot of Coughlin. Um, Cause I don't, I'm not interested in, I'm not interested in again going into the playoffs where I have a defenseman. I do not want on the ice and overtime. 
So right now I'm okay with Chatfield. I'm okay with Shea. I'm okay with Pesci, Slavin, Burns. Okay with Dahan, but what There's I prefer still some uncertainty over Dahan. But yeah, and I think he's been playing very. You good would lately. want him over Coglin, definitely. Absolutely. So yes, I would like Carolina to get a defenseman, but so Gavrikov. I, I like that. I'm glad Carolina is circled back there. I wouldn't be surprised if they've called about Chikorin. I think that's called doing due, due diligence. Um, that's the kind of player that I can't they would see get. us getting him because of the price tag. If they do, then I believe Morrow's going the other way at that oh, point, yeah. plus two first. So um, I, I don't, I agree. I don't see it, but I'm sure they've asked and have inquired. So yeah, there's some players available. I think Carolina gets one of them. I think they get one of either Schmaltz, Besser, um, Goss Despair. I'm going Gavrikov. for Besser. Besser, I think it'd be Schmaltz. And I like Schmaltz a little bit. I don't know. I like Besser and Schmaltz a lot. I'm okay with either. Uh, but I think if they'd make a deal with the Coyotes, they might do a, two, a twofer. Schmaltz and Gostisberg. Yeah, and we're playing them that day, too. Like I said, it could just be walk across the locker room. So. Although, I hope, I just hope for my sanity that they don't do it at the last minute. Like last Please year. Please don't. Because we were getting up to it. I mean, are, are you are you working that day or are you going to take yeah, it off? Yeah, I'm probably going to be working. You're going to be working? I'm, I'm debating on if I want to take it off. I'm probably going to work too. Maybe I'll take a half day, try and get that last few hours of trade deadline in. We'll take a look. But um, I'll be keeping an eye on it. I know you will too. So. Oh, yeah, definitely I will. You excited? I'm nervous about it. I've been more nervous about the trade deadline than I have about the actual games. And and, and this is also something just to look at. Uh, Carolina makes a deal. I don't know if they do it before deadline day. I would like them to. But I think if they make a deal with Arizona, they probably try to hold off until that game that day because they're there. So it'll save time and money and so on. Um, but if they move a roster player... Again, like what we tell, we'll tell you this, and I'll say it every year. You want to get better. You got to be willing to give, right? We exactly. we wanted Timo Meyer. We did. I, unlike some of you, were more willing to give up a roster player because I knew that's what it would take. But keep an eye on the Vegas game. If Carolina is going to make a big deal, a huge deal, there will be someone benched for that game. Yeah, there would. And also, I don't want to hear this thing about Case not having enough capital. You have $10 million in cap space. You could definitely utilize that to try and gain capital. Yeah. Take on a, maybe one bad contract, and you can get maybe a second or third yeah. round pick and use that for a trade. So I don't want to hear this thing about not having capital. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's I believe to win a cup, you will have some bad contracts. I think you have to grasp that that's a reality. A Jake lot of Gardner. Jake, well, we didn't want to cover Jake Gardner. But <laughs> I mean, teams will always take those contracts, right? They do. They do. They do. Shea Weber is a huge example of that. So you can get someone to take a contract that's not good. Look at Pittsburgh. I would argue that Malkin's contract has never been great. And so, same with Latang, especially now. I, but, don't, I don't see them trading that those contracts no I, I don't either but i'm saying you you have teams with bad contracts you can move them so just go ahead and make a deal that is our you know if we're going to say anything to to the hurricanes organization it is go get better 
push, push, push. Win the division. You want to win the division because you want to draw either the Islanders, the Sabres, the Red Wings, or the Penguins. You do not want to fight New Jersey or New York. But the reality is it would be New York. Win the division or else you got to go to Madison Square Gardens in the first round. You yeah. don't want to do that. You no, want you to have home ice through the playoffs. I'm not saying that Detroit will be easy, that Buffalo will be easy, or the Islanders will be easy, but I'd much rather play them than New York. Yes, I would too. Because New York has had our number again. And, and, and a little bit of New Jersey because of their explosiveness. So I would mu- you, you want New Jersey and New York to slug it out in the first round. You want to be able to go against the Devils, or you want to be able to go up against the Islanders, the Penguins, the Sabres, or the Red Wings. You do not want to go up again. And that here, that's another player. Do, do the Red Wings see themselves making the playoffs? If not, as long as they're players. as long as they're in it in the competition, <coughs> I don't see them trading anybody. And I don't either because they're they're playoff starved city. They they want to make it and they have a chance to do it. So go out, make a deal, win the division right now because I think that while I do believe the wild card teams are weaker this year than they probably have been in recent years. I think top six in each division are elite. I just, I don't, you, Islanders are fine. I think Besser helps them, but I think their goaltending is a little, I think their goaltending is their best strength for sure. Sorokin's elite. Out of all those teams, I'm probably concerned about the most. I mean, Washington a little bit, but I think Washington isn't going to make it. I think I'm pretty certain to say that, but other than that, maybe Buffalo. And I, I think that would concerned. be a fun series. It would be. Because, I mean, you know, and honestly, and I'll tell you now, good for Skinner. Yes. Seriously. I, I've always been a huge fan of Jess Skinner. Um, get that man. Buffalo, get him in the playoffs. You will not regret getting Justin Skinner into the playoffs. And I feel bad for, I feel bad for their fans, too, because it, it's been a long time. But we've been there, right? Yeah, we, we have been there. And thank us, Buffalo and Vancouver fans. Yeah, go get, these, get these guys in the playoffs. Get them in the playoffs. But I think we make deals. I think it's going to be an exciting week. Look to the Vegas game as an indicator of whether or not we make a, move a roster player, because I think at that point, if we are for sure and it's going to happen, they will not play. Uh, my my I look at... If Jarvis is benched, you have to believe we're back in on Timo Meyer because he's the only guy available that you move him. Other than that, I don't know. Taravainen is probably the only guy there that we would move. My thought there, it's a roster honestly, player. Honestly, I and I'm maybe Stasny. Yeah, and honestly, I, you and I will both agree on this. I think you and I would rather trade Taravainen than we would would with Jarvis. Absolutely. Um, like I said, you look the players to look for the roster. I think that are movable. Um, that would be able to be that that they would take Stasny, Taravine, and Jarvis. I think those are the three that could be moved. I don't anticipate it. I think Carolina wants to get better without moving roster. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but if Jarvis again, if Jarvis is, then the anticipation there is Meyer has to be the return. I just I don't know of what's available now. Of course, there could there could be another Jarvis. player that's totally available. That we just don't know. I think at that point, if he's spat, if he's scratched, you're looking at J.T. Miller or you're looking at uh, 
a very, Timo Meyer, a, a, so a that's very high marketable player that's amongst the Myers, yeah. the Millers. You're looking at a guy who's going to score you 40 goals a year if you're moving if you're moving Seth Jarvis. But I again, I truly don't believe they're moving him. I think once Carolina was out on Meyer, I think that's probably why we weren't willing to move Jarvis. So if we're not willing to move Jarvis for Meyer, I don't know if there's anybody available that we're willing to move Jarvis for. So we are not anticipating any healthy scratches for trade-related purposes on Wednesday or Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? No, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday and Friday. Do we anticipate it? No. Would we be shocked? Nope. Probably not. But look for the rosters on, on Wednesday because that's going to be a telltale sign of whether or not Carolina is going to move a roster player. And that's why we were so nervous of the lineup being released yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I Fortunate. saw one tweet on that yeah. that you, you told me, which was funny. So we'll see. I, I, I feel as though they would have scratched them already if the plan was to move them. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to move a roster player. But keep an eye on the rosters for uh, the Vegas game because that will tell you there. Well, but they still move someone, sure. But I think they scratch. If that's happening, they're going to scratch them that game. Well, we will see. So we'll be keeping up to date. Uh, we'll probably try it. At least try. If we can, we just can't because of work. But we'll at least try to keep our Twitter and Instagram followers uh, informed Friday. Yeah. Um, we'll be looking at be everything. Fun. I think no matter what, we'll be keeping an eye on it. So And it's going to be fun. That's the yeah. most important thing. It's always fun. And we will hope for the best as the Hurricanes go down the stretch, as John Forsen likes to say. Correct. We will see you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time. <laughs>